Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of December 4th, 2023, season 5, episode number 47. This week, we talk about Rob Reiner announcing the sequel to This Is Spinal Tap and will begin filming in 2024. Metal comes to the Middle East as Metallica will play Saudi Arabia for the first time ever. Plus, Dave Grohl had to do a first ever profanity-free set at a recent show in Abu Dhabi. Sammy Hagar invites David Lee Roth to join him for select shows on his upcoming Van Halen Focus Tour and more. Plus, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more, everything's up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for the Rock News Weekly podcast. Chris here as well as David. What's up, man? Hello. How's it going this week? Uh, It's pretty good. Pretty good. This is the last week of the uh, teaching semester for me, so I'm... That's right. Things are winding down. Nice. Very cool. And then you got a nice, good, chunky break. Yeah, pretty well, good. Well-deserved holiday break coming up. Yeah, I'm tired. So. <laughs> right on. Well, let's get to the rock news this week. Uh, we got lots to talk about, including a very cool reunion and, uh, I guess, a um, sequel uh, happening that I'm very excited about. Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. Rob Reiner announcing the sequel to This Is Spinal Tap. We're going to be talking about that, uh, all the stuff happening here. Everything at rocknewsweekly.com. Follow us Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Let's kick it off with some quick tour news, though. Um, this is the Avenged Sevenfold 2024 tour. It is mostly East Coast dates here. So um, not sure. They played Aftershock last year. Not sure why they're holding off on West Coast dates right now, but... Uh, they're hitting up East Coast first. Looks like in Buffalo and Toronto, beginning of March, and then all the way through Newark, North Carolina, the end of March. Month straight, basically. Yeah, it's all in the winter, too. It is, right? Um, Poppy and Sullivan King are going to be opening in those shows, and tickets are on sale now. So make sure you guys grab your tickets. Event Sevenfold, if you guys are any of those states in March, want well, to check them out. Uh, Iron Maiden Future Pass Tour. They added some more tour dates. Um, this is going to be a big one for us. Aftershock Festival, of course, that was already previously announced for next year. The ones that were just announced, though, are these ones here in Mexico and Bogota, Colombia. So this is going to be happening at the end of November of next year. Pretty crazy that they're mapping this out so far in advance, right? Uh, a lot of bands normally don't map out shows that far in advance. Um, yeah. So it's kind of... I guess, I don't know, it's a cool thing, but I kind of worry at the same time because it seems so far away, and these guys are at their point in their career where anything can happen health-wise, physically-wise, you know, so I'm, you know, I, I got my fingers crossed that everything's going to work itself out in a year, but in the crazy world of music, you never know what's going to happen, right? Um, so anyway, if you guys are interested in that and live in those areas, those tickets are on sale now uh, for Mexico and Colombia. So let's kick it off with the rock news for uh, Spinal Tap. Sequel to This Is Spinal Tap going to be start filming in February. So uh, February 2024, this was already announced that this was going to happen. Now he's giving a specific timeline. Rob Reiner is going to be directing and writing. Original stars, Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, Harry Shearer, 
going to reprise their roles as Nigel Tufnell, David St. Hubbins, and Derek, uh, Derek Smalls. And I will say that I am a huge Spinal Tap fan, as you can tell. I have oh yeah, my uh, Spinal Tap collectibles here. Uh, my beautiful, amazing wife got me the whole set for Christmas a couple years back. So I have all three of them, and I can't wait. They just released uh, the Spinal Tap, the original film, on uh, HD. It's like restored on Blu-ray and all that stuff. Very nice. Good quality. Um, and and uh, you screened Spinal Tap for your birthday? I did, yeah. I, I rented out a theater here locally, and we played Spinal Tap uh, on the big screen. It was hilarious. I've never got a chance to see it in the theater, so that was one of the things I kind of wanted to do cool. there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, we did some Pink Floyd there, too, as well, uh, to finish out. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, but, yes, let's get back to the prep. Uh, Spinal Tap, of course, going to be there. It's going to be a... a a big, big thing in 2024. I don't know if it's going to be released in 2024, but they will be filming. And here's a little bit about the the, the context and what's going to happen. So he revealed this on a podcast. Um, Rob Reiner says, quote, we're making a sequel. We're going to start shooting at the end of February and everybody is back. He also revealed Paul McCartney, Elton John, Garth Brooks, and a few other surprises would be making cameos in the film. What do you think about that? Those are interesting cameos. Yeah, well, it answers a lot of questions that I had. I was wondering, is it going to be the original cast? And, like, how is it that? And and then how are they going to fit those folks in there? I don't know. It's going to be, like, a new tour, and they're, like, going. I'm just trying to figure out what it's going to be. Here's the premise. Okay, so uh, he he says, quote, as for the new movie's premise, Reiner said, quote, they played Albert Hall, they played Wembley Stadium all over the country and Europe. They haven't spent any time together recently. The idea was that Ian Faith, who was their manager, he passed away. In reality, Tony Hendra did pass away, the guy who played that role. Ian's widow inherited a contract that said Spinal Tap owed them one final concert. She was basically (laughs) going to sue them if they didn't do this. All the years and a lot of bad blood (laughs) will get into, and they're thrown back together and forced to deal with each other and play this concert. And this is a fun little part right here. He says, I'm back playing Marty DeBerge. The band was upset with the first film. They thought I did a hatchet job. And this is a chance to redeem myself. I'm such a big fan, and I felt bad they didn't like what they saw in the first film. When I heard they might get back together, <laughs> I was sort I was a, visiting an adjunct teacher's helper at the Ed Wood School of Cinematic Arts. I drop everything to document this final concert. So I thought that was hilarious. I was a visiting adjunct teacher's helper. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And then Ed Wood is notorious bad Hollywood director. So I I love this premise. I I think this is a a great premise for the film. Well, the funny part is, like, I mean, I guess as all parodies are nods to, that it sounds kind of realistic. Yes. Like, it does sound like the dynamics of, like, one of these bands in yes. a way, like, now. Exactly. <laughs> Which, I, in the old times, it was like, let's see the dynamic of right. them as a young and now we're, like, showing them as these older folks. It's hilarious, right? Uh, so, well done. I hope this works out, and this is going to be fantastic if they do it. I, I feel it'll be one of the biggest films that are that's going to be coming out uh in my world anyway <laughs> all right let's get to some more rock news sammy hagar saying david lee roth is invited to guest on his new tour but not for the entirety of the tour he only wants to do small doses of david lee roth he says in this new interview 
we we talked about it a couple weeks back. I can't remember if you were here for that one, where Van Halen they're doing the best of all worlds tour. Yeah, Sammy Hagar, yeah. Michael Anthony. Um, so they're going to be doing different eras of Van Halen. Given the duo's tumultuous past and public digs toward each other, Hagar was asked in another interview if Roth would be welcome to join this tour. He said, "Quote: He's not invited on the tour." No effing way. I know better than to have him on the tour again. Been there, done that. He ain't coming out with me again. Maybe one show, a song or two, if he remembers the words to a third. End quote. <laughs> so what do you think of that quote there? He's kind of like he's extending the invitation, but also taking a kind of a, a jab at him there, saying he can't remember the lyrics. Yeah, it's, it's it was a little, a shit show it's last a little time. schizophrenic <laughs> there because he's like, no, no way, no effing way. And then in the okay, next he sentence, come out he's like, he ain't coming out with me again. Maybe one or two show. Okay, <laughs> two, maybe three, maybe three. All right, the whole thing. Okay, fine, he's coming. <laughs> He'll right? be there all dates, <laughs> all dates. I'm gonna wear him in a backpack. Yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, uh, I, I think I mean I'd like to see them together it would be pretty cool yeah yeah it's the first time since 2004 that this has happened they did this in 2004 and it turned it was a shit show like the the press on it everything it was a disaster it was like they there was conflicts they i I think he pulled out of the tour halfway uh going on david lee roth did if i remember right but what did he go he had he was he abducted by aliens (laughs) that was sammy But no, it but been, it, it could have been the Roth same. Got yeah. Abducted, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a- after, right? That's <laughs> right. I mean, that's why he's so crazy. <laughs> but I don't know. So I, I, I think it would be a good idea. Maybe he's kind of um, throwing this out there for like a big show in L.A. Maybe that you know, David Lee Roth's hometown. Maybe could do a couple uh, songs there or something like that. But I think it's just Sammy being a nice guy, almost like I don't really want to do this, but I'll throw it out there and. If you want to come for a couple songs, okay, but don't you're yeah. not joining me on the whole tour, yeah. right? So I don't know. I think it would be cool. We'll see what happens with that. Um, just time will tell. All right, more rock news. Let's get to it. Uh, Kiss returns after canceling three concerts due to Paul Stanley's illness. Uh, he tweeted this photo of himself out, supposedly, you know, like, oh, man, I'm so sick. And I just want to point out that he's in a very, very nice hotel room. And these are, um, this is an IV bag that, this is part of a uh, very Hollywood type of thing that they do for people with bad hangovers, things like that. Have you uh, seen those? Oh, really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched shows like the Kardashians or whatever, but they, they do that kind of stupid stuff all the time. These chicks will get people to bring them IVs and put nice fluids of electrolytes and different things in their body. They haven't done anything to they exert just, themselves. They just like had a bad hangover and they're like something. They just don't feel right and they just they want to wow. do that, right? So wow. I don't want to say that's exactly what's going on here, but I have a little feeling that it might be something similar because um, he's not in a hospital and he's trying to make it like he is in a hospital. And I, I kind of don't like that. Like where he's like, look at me, guys. I'm, not I'm so sick great. in my plush hotel suite with this IV bag. Oh, man, I just can't make the show. And here's his quote. He says, I've done shows with cracked ribs. I've done shows with 102 degree fever. And with how I felt this time around, I was wondering if it was my time. But anyway, I'm here and it's awesome. (laughs) So that's his quote. So it was a bad case of the flu, he says. Bad case of the flu. Um, But are you getting an IV with the bad case of the flu? 
Yeah. When, when have you gone to the doctor and been like, man, I got this flu, and they, oh, let's get you on an IV? Well, I do <laughs> I do have a story. Okay. Share. I, uh, Share. I was in China. Okay. And I, I got a carton of milk, and it had attached to it a little yogurt. Okay. Okay. A cup of yogurt like a two attached in one on the purchase. outside, like a two-in-one purchase. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. So I got the milk, I, you know, brought it home, and I was like, hey, I want to eat this yogurt. So I ate the sure. yogurt, and I was like, hey, honey, you should try some of this yogurt. It's really good. She's like, no, I don't think so, because it was separate from the milk. <laughs> no, nah, like, she already knew. Right? So the milk had an expiration date, and then who knows with the yogurt. Oh, man. So I ate it, and I got a tummy ache. Pretty bad a tummy ache, I would hose imagine. out the back, right? <laughs> And I was completely dehydrated ah. to the point that my face and my fingers and my toes were tingling. Oh, my gosh. So, and uh, so I had to go to the hospital, and they gave me an IV. Gave and I could an literally IV. feel I could feel the fluids entering. Yeah, you were that I was so dehydrated. dehydrated. Oh, my gosh. So I will say, I would have liked it if it had, you know, some nice electrolytes that, uh, <laughs> that the Kardashians get. But <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. We don't know what the case is, but they're back, and they did their uh, pay-per-view event just yesterday night on December 2nd. You guys are hearing this. I'm doing it live December 3rd. You're going to hear it December 4th as we publish, but December 2nd, Saturday night, they did their pay-per-view event, and I heard it, it went well, and that's supposedly their last show ever, so we'll see. Wow. We shall see wow. if that's true or not. Uh, they're one of those bands, man. I can't believe them. Um, anyway, all right, let's move on. More rock news. This was a cool story. Getty Lee talking about these lost demos, uh, talking about new music. Uh, so his new book, My and Life, uh, just came out November 14th. He released two demos that went along with it called Gone and I Am You Are that were intended for his 2000 solo album, My Favorite, Favorite Headache. The songs were featured on the audiobook version of the memoir and are heading to streaming services as well. So oh, that's pretty cool. By the time you guys hear this, it's probably out on YouTube, streaming services, whatever. Um, he says, We got them to a place where they sounded great to me and they made me want to write songs again and get back to music. So I decided I'm going to release them as the lost demos so there's no mistake. It's not a new project. And I'm going to put them on my audiobook so fans can listen to them there. So pretty cool. And... Um, the new series, I cannot wait for this. It's starting December 5th on Tuesday this week. It's called Getty Lee Asks Our Bass Players Human 2. Features episodes with Les Claypool of Primus, Nirvana's Chris Novoselic, Metallica's Robert Trujillo, and Melissa Oftenmeyer of Hole and Smashing Pumpkins. It's a four-part series, and it's going to be only in the month of December, I believe. And it's on Paramount+. Plus. So definitely check that out. I'm really looking forward to that. And by the time you guys are hearing this... It'll be out tomorrow on Tuesday, December 5th. So check that out. All right. This was interesting and maybe a little controversial as we talk about bands playing Saudi Arabia. It's a milestone for Metallica. It, they, they were talking about like, oh, hey, they say, quote, it's an amazing opportunity. We'll be the first hard rock band ever to play the Soundstorm Festival in Riyadh. Riyadh? I don't know. Riyadh. Riyadh yeah. Riyadh, South Arabia. This will be Metallica's final show for the year, taking a break from the holidays. Um, Metallica was also presented with the Sound Exchange Hall of Fame Award for being the one of the most streamed acts in the 20-year history. So what do you think about bands kind of playing Saudi Arabia? We know Saudi Arabia has a pretty bad track record. 
with humanitarian rights, women's rights, a lot of stuff like that. We're not going to get into the overt politics of the situation, but it can't be denied. And I think when you look at these things, you kind of, I don't know, it's its a cool thing, but at the same time, I look at it like it's all about the money here. Or I something. guess the I question know. I have is who is uh, who is the performance for? That's a good question. Is it like I a, think it's a for big show? Like are a lot of regular everyday people going to be there? That's what like, I yeah. It's a Soundstorm Festival. So yeah, I, I don't think know it's, anything about that. I think from what I understand, it's a um, just a regular music festival. Okay, that people just regular people can attend. It's I, don't I mean, think in it's some like ways, it's, it's interesting because I guess the question I have about it is 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 that, and so it, in one ways you're one way you're like, oh, that's kind of good because then. You know, people can uh, listen to music. Time. Yeah, it's maybe the first hard time. Rock, you know, hard and, rock breaking through there. And that might be like a thing. But what I often notice when it comes to Saudi Arabia is that you may make some sort of like slight cultural openings. At the same time, you know, they're still like in a. They're still bombing the crap out of Yemen, and you know, there's a forced famine there because it's a of a lot that, of stuff. You know? So, um, yeah, so it's like one of those things. It's like, I don't know. What are you going to what, what are you gonna to do? To me, I, I look at it like, would you have a rock festival right now in Israel or any of these kind of hot spots in the world where there's contention, there's war, there's posturing, there's a lot of stuff going on with these countries, and then we get, you know, the Soundstorm Festival right in the middle of it. Metallica's here, and we're here, and, you know, it's going to be a blast. But at the same time, it's like there's all that underlying stuff that you just mentioned that it's almost like they're just trying to gloss it over, distract from it. Like everything's fine. Business as usual. Yeah, but I guess in some ways it's like we we're we're the the U.S. foreign policy and we'll get slightly political for a second. Yeah. Is influencing them and doing most of what they're doing. Definitely. And we have. We have uh, lots of music festivals here. So. so that's a good point. That's a great point. And maybe this is like the way of kind of like uh, that that Saudi Arabia connection with the U.S. coming into play here. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we can give you one of our best rock acts of the United States for your festival. This is, you know, one of the ones that will do it for you. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a little controversial know, complicated. there. Complicated. Also Interesting to think contr- about. complicated and controversial. Foo Fighters' Dave Grohl did something <laughs> for the first time ever. They played a concert in Abu Dhabi, which is another kind of controversial hotspot. They were under strict orders to not curse on stage. Using the F word or similar words is punishable by up to a year in prison. So if, <laughs> if he would have like kept the Foo Fighters' lyrics normal, he would have gone to jail. Well, I mean... So this is the other thing. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a Foo Fighters yeah, show? Yeah. Yes. I swear, Dave Grohl's preferred word <laughs> is the F word. I mean, in, his in pronoun, between, yeah. his pronoun that he calls most people, yeah, is motherfucker. Yeah. That's the word he calls everyone. He's like this motherfucker, this that motherfucker, that. I mean, that's the thing he says all the time. So the picture here, if you guys can see it, uh, Dave Grohl. Let me go to the bigger photo. Holding the no cursing sign. Yeah, he taped a piece of paper that says no cursing in big bold letters onto his microphone, just so he reminds himself as he's singing. Uh, It says do not curse, do not curse. Grohl held it up to the crowd and joked that he thought it was the first time ever he'd made it through a live set without swearing. He also joked that the band's late drummer Taylor Hawkins would have loved this. 
so I <laughs> thought that was hilarious. But I have to say, he does. They get quite disciplined. When I saw them at Outside Lands, they stopped because there's a there's a restriction on music after oh, ten. Oh yeah, right, right, right. And they stopped the show at exactly. 10. 10 o'clock. Yeah. And they on finish the, the song. Boom, on the dot, and we're done. <laughs> wow. That's professional. Yeah. Those guys know how to do it. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was, so that's definitely unique. I would have loved to have seen that set, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> all right, time for some birthdays. <laughs> All right, time for some birthdays. David, take it away. All righty. Daryl Sturmer, tourist, uh, sorry, the tour guitarist for Genesis and Phil Collins is 71 years old. Charlie Burchill, guitarist of Simple Minds, is 64. Good band. Uh, Barry Goodrow, uh, former guitarist of Boston, is 72. Looked like old man winter there. Um, <laughs> he kind of does. does he? Or like uh, Kane from... Uh, from <laughs> Either wrestling or from uh, the uh, Poltergeist. <laughs> right, films. yes. He's just, he has that very serious look. Actually, you know what? He looks a lot like my grandpa. Yeah? A lot like my grandpa. Rest in peace. <laughs> you know? The, he, yeah, really amazing. Um, all right. Uh, Felix Cavalier, singer and keyboardist of the, of the Rascals, is 81, though that is disputed. All right. That's it for birthdays. It's Where's a short all the young folks? Where, I don't know. Do any young folks have I, I any know. I, I don't know. They, they, they're not aging, apparently. They don't or there's have just no rock bands anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. So that's for some <laughs> all right. Time for some trivia this week in rock and roll history. Trivia this week in 1942. Need you to guess the legendary guitarist that was born this week in 1942. 1942. All right, huh? so do the math in your mind. <clears throat> it's, they're going to be old. Yeah, uh, let's see. Is it Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Page, or is it D, Slohan Crosby, the Slow cocaine Man. Clapton charlatan? Clapton charlatan. Uh, I, I want to go with Eric Clapton. I feel like Clapton? he was... I feel like he was about, well, let's see. Yeah, I feel like he was about 40 in the 80s, and that's usually, yeah. you know, these these days, you know, people, well, I don't want to get into the whole reason why it's kind of <laughs> offensive, but, yeah, I think Eric Clapton. All right. Eric Clapton's your guess. It's actually Hendrix. Damn it. 1942, Jimi Hendrix was born this week. Passed away, unfortunately, at the age, or er, in 1970. I think he was only 27. Uh, this is a young picture of him jamming out on one of his first guitars, a little Look Dan Electro. That. Pretty awesome. Good for him. All right. New rock and metal albums for the week. This is a short list. Oh, good. So th there is no time limit on this. Okay. So just go for so it. I'll man. just go. Okay. Um, Aphelium Aeternum, Dark Stellar Mysteries. Uh, Beyondition, Abysmal Night. Cobra Spell 666. Code 7, let uh, go let in. Go let it in. Embrace your punishment made of stone. That gosh, embrace your punishment. Extortionist <laughs> Devoid. Uh Helfro Talgroff. Malicious Merciless Storm. Uh Necro uh, Mimes, no, Necronemesis. 
Warfield uh. Forever. Panopticon, the Rhyme of Memory. Paradise Lost, Icon 30. Robin Ford, Night in the City. The Seafloor Cinema, the Seafloor Cinema. Swan Song, Awakening, and Visions of Atlantis, a Pirate Symphony. What's your favorite there? Um, for 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 just uh, rock and uh, sort of metal sounding, uh, Cobra Spell Six 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 is quite. <laughs> and Necro um, Necro Nemesis is Necro Nemesis sounds very good. like, you know. And um, but I also like Pirate Symphony. Pirate Symphony, yeah, right? I like Pirate Symphony. That sounds good. <laughs> good I stuff. like pirates. All right, news from around the world. Uh, a couple quick stories here. This was a, a thing in India that happened. This last week, 41 Indian workers were buried for 17 days. The construction workers were trapped in a collapsed mountain for over two weeks and were given through food through steel pipes as rescue efforts took place. Here's a picture of one of the pipes. This is just like Cheerios. Just, like <laughs> <laughs> just dropping the... <laughs> dropping. Yeah. Just like in the hotel where you have to crank the thing and the Cheerios drop out a little bit. Oh, man. It says, I'm very happy all 41 trap workers come out and their lives have been saved. Described the rescue as well-coordinated effort. Trapped on November 12th when a landslide caused the tunnel to collapse. Pretty crazy. You huh? know the crazy part about this is they don't really tell you about it until they're saved. I know. And if that's a good point. If they're not saved, then they just don't tell you about it. Yeah, and or at just, least it doesn't make it to no, our, the, the right. international press. Yeah, it'll like, be oh, like yeah. a little blurb. Right? And you think about that as like there's a lot of times these, point. <laughs> these things happen and you just never hear about it. Very true. So glad that... We did hear about it then. Okay. Man suffering from headaches had chopsticks up his nose, and he didn't know it. <laughs> I swear. A third like a sleepover party, <laughs> like Frank. A seriously wrong. dark, dark yeah. one. A 35-year-old Vietnamese man went into doctor with headaches, discovered he had chopsticks lodged in his skull. The chopsticks were probably shoved up his nose during a bar fight about five months ago. At the time, medics did not find them. The man was suffering from fluid discharge, vision loss. He had emergency surgery to have them removed. Good gosh. The man himself was baffled as to how the chopsticks got there as his relatives remembered his drunken brawl from months prior. Isn't that okay. crazy? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some spaghetti at the wall and say, this guy probably wasn't the sharpest tack to begin with. <laughs> probably not. He's like, what? God, I just been thinking of uh, Barney from The Simpsons. <laughs> like, Man, I, did, I did, uh, got this headache. Uh, now there is way. a thing in Vietnam where you get these uh, little um, parasites. In your oh, nose, man, and you don't have any clue that they're there because you like lean. Let's you get it from like drinking water or something like that. Right. You get little, oh. little teeny tiny ones get in there, and then you'll pull out a big giant one oh, my later God. on. It gets big and you can't breathe, and oh, you just have to. Oh my God, it's the best. That is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> my research community, all the folks there would be like, yeah, in in yeah. You get they're like, oh, I'm surprised nose. it's chopsticks and not some kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he thought in Mong it's called him Blaha. So it's like, it's, luckily he didn't have uh, Blaha in his nose. It was oh just chopsticks. God. Right? Crazy. Okay, weekly WTF. Police are warning uh, of this new iPhone feature after the latest update. It's a feature called Name Drop, and it's enabled by default. I actually went to my phone after I read this and disabled this. Anyone with the feature can place their phone next to your iPhone or your child's iPhone and automatically receive their contact information. What? Yeah. It's a, a, a great thing, great feature to put in there. It's called Name Drop. Police said information passed to another phone could include a picture, phone number, email address, and more. 
to disable this feature. And it's, it's enabled automatically? Yep. You got to go in your iPhone settings, click general, then airdrop, and shut off bringing devices together. That's what they call it. What what country is this company from? <laughs> Haven't they ever seen the public service announcements with the little kid jumping on the playground with a t-shirt named David? <laughs> then the guy walks up to him and he's like, David, your mom told me to pick you up for her. Come on. This is rotten. They just go by right, in the, right next yeah, to the Yeah, just phone. be like, oh, hey, Ken, Ken, Kendra or Kendra, whatever. Yeah. We've both found here K to pick names. Strange. <laughs> I'm here to pick up your, you know, I am, and mom told me to pick you up. That is just stupid. Just bad. So, I mean, especially since, yeah. Disable just, it. That just is so many problems can come from that. Disable it, guys. So go in your settings. Your contact? The whole thing? Phone number? All yeah, because it's sh it's like sharing your contacts. So your contact will have a photo. It'll have your email. It'll yeah, have everything oh, on it. Oh, man. Yep. That is not right. So disable that, guys, <laughs> if you have an iPhone. All right. Did you hear about the Disneyland streaker this holiday season? He looks pretty earnest. Yeah, he was kind of a creepy looks weirdo like a dude. Harry, neck and Harry Potter there. So he went on the It's a Small World ride and stripped down to his underwear. The incident was captured on social media, went viral, showed the man walking around in only glasses and black underwear, climbing into the fake water in front of the Taj Mahal display on It's a Small World. According Disneyland staff to urge him to climb off, emphasizing the potential danger, confirmed to have stripped completely naked at one point. Arrested by Anaheim police uh, for indecent exposure under the influence of a controlled substance. Yeah, so, yeah, I was waiting for that part. Yeah, so <laughs> probably, I'm guessing ecstasy, Molly, something like that, MDMA. Yeah, or maybe he had one of those cannabis. Uh, you heard about the uh, <laughs> cannabis like uh, psychosis, uh -uh. like that happens. What's that? I, well, I just recently heard about this woman who like murdered her husband. She was in cannabinoid psychosis or whatever. Oh my god! Where she like stabbed him a whole bunch of times because some people have this like rare reaction where you just kind of totally lose, lose yourself. It, huh? Yeah, you just totally lose it. Um, wow. You know, not a common thing, but good gosh, man! <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, he's he's pretty ripped there. Yeah, he's a good I shape. Wish I, I wish I had some abs looking like that. <laughs> if you get caught by the police, well, yeah, right? we'd be hanging out in it's a small world. And Mr. Toad's <laughs> Wild Ride, I'd try that one out though. <laughs> Well, yeah, that probably definitely shocks some or people. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. There Peter you go. Peter Pan would be, I'd just be laying on top of London. <laughs> right. All right. Have you heard of witch bottles before? No, no. What's this? Witch bottles have been washing up on the beaches in Coastal Bend, Oregon. This guy, Jace Tunnel, has found eight of them over the past six years. Witch bottles, witch date, bottles. date back as far as the 16th century. <laughs> People believe their targets, who are their targets of a spell, could fill the bottle with objects like nails, fingernails, human hair, and more to attempt to purge the evil spell. Oh, okay, okay. They have no desire to open the bottles. The wife won't even let them in their home. The theory is that if you open it, you can let the spell out. Oh, well, don't. That's kind of terrifying, right? Yeah, I wouldn't let the spell out. What would you do if you? came across one of these on the beach would you even bother picking it up yeah why did you pick them up it looks like a, a bottle filled with trash i don't understand well, I why mean, you they pick look it up pretty old they do i mean they look they look like look at the they're like real cork kind of yeah like a old cork wine yeah, uh I mean, some liquor bottles i mean some of them don't even have adhesive on them at all where like just that last one over there has the adhesive sort of leftover right stuff but on some it. of these other ones these look other really ones old. look like they were like man so i would say I would take them and um, store them 
in a cabin, like in the basement. <laughs> and then set it up for some unsuspecting for person where they, they come in there it. and they and some little girl opens it up and starts dumping everything out and playing with it. Yeah, yeah. I would put a no, I would put a note on like the chicken foot in this <laughs> bottle is uh, like good for oh such and such uh, medicinal purpose. It's pretty like creepy. That. It's pretty creepy. That yeah, good. That's I mean, it is interesting to think about what we find creepy though. Yeah. Like that, that is good. certain things that you know in some societies you're right. just like man that is creepy. Not, not, yeah, not and others they'd be like oh look at this shit. Yeah, it's no big right? deal, <laughs> right? It's kind of true. All right, that's it for us this week though, guys. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Everything's at RockNewsWeekly.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Watch us on demand, YouTube.com at Rock News Weekly, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. See ya. <laughs>